didn't see it coming. The podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. As someone who is interested in future-proof brands and how brands can uh, talk to people in a time when there's increasing chaos, I'm very, very interested in the whole subject of stress. Stress is part of our lives, and if brands can help walk us through stress, lower our level of stress, I think those brands are going to be winners. So it was with particular interest that I struck up a conversation with Sarah Wegwitz a couple of weeks ago at an event. Sarah is a personal trainer for the mind, almost like a coach, an athletic trainer, but for your brain. And she works with people who are in extremely high-stress situations, firefighters, police officers, military people, and she helps get them to a place where they can function again. Now, I thought this is like getting the super heavy-duty version of someone who understands brains and how they work and how to get from a highly stressed situation to a not-stressed situation. I wanted to invite her aboard our podcast to talk to her about what she does and how some of that learning could be applied to building a better brand for the future. Sarah, welcome to the show. Uh, Good morning. Thank you for having me, Mark. Awesome. Was that a decent enough intro? Yeah, fantastic. All Thank right. you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was fascinated um, when we first met by what you did. You work with people in extremely high stress situations. Describe that to me. Yeah, so I work with uh, individuals and groups of people, as you mentioned, um, those, for instance, in uh, the fire service uh, profession, and I help them uh, train for mental fitness. So those are speak, that speaks to the proactive and preventative strategies uh, to help these first responders build resilience. Uh, and so that's my primary focus um, with them um, and helping to build confidence. It's hard for us to imagine what a firefighter goes through when he or she go, runs into a house. They see somebody, you know, badly burned. That's not something we're really acclimatized to. How do you help them? By teaching them the building blocks again to build that resiliency, given their what they're exposed to on the job and you know, back in the department and even in their off time, there's a high level of expectation. Um, and so how do I help these people in high intensity positions thrive under the pressure and also help prevent some of the mental health challenges that um, if not treated or looked at soon enough, Uh, can lead down the road to things like depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD. So I look right on the other end of the mental health continuum at looking at what can we be doing daily to build up our mental fitness and then help build resiliency so that when we do see the big stuff, experience uh, horrific scenes, etc., we can better adapt and move through that. Gotcha. Now, you said said something just now. You talked about thriving in stressful Mm -hmm. situations. You believe that we do need stress. I I believe we need stress too. Describe that, the difference between the stress we need and the stress that we should avoid. Uh, That's brilliant. So um, stress is is an important thing. It helps us to become more um, focused. We can become highly productive. It can help in performance situations. Um, And in, you know, 10,000 years ago, 
how we would experience stress was through fight or flight. So we'd be running away from the tigers and bears, oh my, uh, and yet, um, which is necessary to be able to have that adaptive response. However, for many of us in our day-to-day lives, we, we consistently are in the sympathetic response where it's fight or flight every day, all day, and uh, people are getting really burnt out um, from it. However, on the flip side, Uh, Stress can be good, and it just depends on how we view it. So the story or the meaning we attach to stress. Um, Dr. Kelly McGonigal, um, a psychologist, a health psychologist in the States, has actually come across some really cool research of this over the recent past uh, few years and looking at how stress actually is is good for us and how we can get good at it by, again, changing the meaning uh, that we attach to our everyday stressors and looking at things that we come across these daily challenges as something that we're getting better. We're we're gonna um, we're gonna learn. We're gonna grow. We're gonna grow from this experience rather than being resentful for whatever the stressor is that's happening in our lives. Um, and she talks a lot about the uh, neuro uh, sorry hormone oxytocin, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the bonding hormone. And it actually there's an upside uh, to having that, and that we want to reach out and become more social. We want to reach out and get support. We want to help others uh, in that regard. So in that way, stress can be can be quite good for us. So stress. I mean, the two pictures you paint. It sounds like stress engaged in an active pursuit is a very good thing, but stress disconnected from the drive train just revving in high speed and uh, not doing anything that's what kills us absolutely and i mean there's uh, there's tons of research that that's out there that the biggest causative um, factor the underlying factor in most chronic diseases of lifestyle we're talking cancers coronary artery disease diabetes hypertension can all be related back to stress wow that's an eye-opener So now, so now we switch gears, we switch gears. You know, you mentioned prior to this conversation, uh, when we were chatting, you talk about, um, the negative aspects of everyday stress that it creates scarcity thinking, it Mm. creates complaining, uh, creates critical sort of, uh, thought, uh, it creates comparison. What I have, what you have, what I don't have. And, and, you know, you called these things mental cancers. Now you and I talked about this and had a laugh because, brands are built or were built on the foundation of scarcity and insecurity that if you don't have this thing, this bottle of cola or those running shoes, you're actually not that cool. And so you should run out and get them right now. And as soon as you get them, you should get the next version because the version you have isn't very cool. So the whole idea of scarcity thinking that I never have enough stuff, I never have the right stuff, that's built into brands. Uh, Could that conceivably lead to stress in our modern society, that kind of pervasive thinking. Absolutely. And I think the thing is that's so different from even, you know, 20 years ago or even sooner uh, is that with social media, there's a constant comparison that's going on on who has what and, and um, pictures of this and that. And it's leaving that, it's growing that gap of I don't have and I don't have enough. And if I don't have this, it must mean that I'm not good enough or I don't measure up. And um, people putting weight in, well, once I have that, then I'll be happy, successful, mm-hmm. have that clout, um, or what have you. So I, I can see it really contributing to it, at now, least for 
So there's, there would be a role then uh, for brands. I, I look at Nike. They have this uh, whole new campaign called Find Your Greatness. And that's about you already are great. You've got everything you need. Just bring us along for the ride. Patagonia does the same thing. You know, just go out and have fun. And if you need our stuff, great. If you don't need our stuff, great, whatever. Uh, do you think that that is a healthy way for a brand to behave? I, I, if from my estimation, and again, not being an industry expert, I would have to concur. And I think there is a shift that's happening right now where um, people are looking at, we already have all the resources within us right now, and it's just kind of tapping into that. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think those, those brands have something going for them and are actually um, on par with what I see, at least in my little microcosm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> community of uh, something that's uh, we're on the crest of that it's almost it's almost like um promoting satisfaction as as opposed to promoting dissatisfaction do you think that people are ready for something like that or would it just confuse them well that's a great question that's a really great question i think for some yes and for others no because we've been we've been dialed into this and 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 Pavlov trained into this idea that we always need more stuff, and suddenly somebody comes along and says, "No, you don't." Now would that just totally throw us off kilter? Because suddenly the wall we've been pushing against, get 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 buy buy buy, has suddenly been taken away. Are we just going to fall over and go what? Or are we going to wake up and go wait a minute? Yeah, and I I loved how you framed that because how what came up for me was like, oh, that's a scotoma. And it's almost like one of those things where you just go, oh, oh, you know what? You're right. Like, I am satisfied. And, hey, I want these people to come along, as you said, for the ride or to, to find, find my greatness. I think that's, um, I think that's very clever, actually. Mm-hmm. It, for me, as you were framing that, again, it was just like, it was a pattern interrupt. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's something there. Well, it's funny. I, I look back at that old movie. It's called Sex, Lies, and Videotape. And there was one great scene where the character just says, no, I don't want any more keys. I don't want any keys at all. I, uh, keys to cars, keys to apartments, don't want them. And I just uh, read this story by James Altucher, who's an investor and sort of a, a, a coach and an author. And he said he's basically given away everything. And he walks around with a suitcase of electronics and a suitcase of clothes, and that's it. And he says, you'd be amazed. The less stuff you have, the better you feel. Um, because the stress, that wall of, 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 you know, um, scarcity and, and, and comparing has all gone away and, and it just, it's liberating, not impoverishing. Have you, have you found personally, uh, working with people that you can sort of dissemble this, all these uh, building blocks If I need, I gotta have, I, I, does that, can you actually help with things like that? Absolutely. And for sure. The one thing that I know to be true is what holds people back are the stories, the stories that we tell ourselves over and over again, um, you know, create our habits and our habits become our beliefs. And so when we can start unpacking and just creating some awareness Mm -hmm. that they're running these stories, great shifts can happen. And uh, it's it's very it's one of the things that gives me uh, the juice to keep doing what I'm doing, uh, because when you see that person kind of discover something's been illuminated for them, wow, they can never go back. And it's just a small little shift in viewing how they're perceiving things in their minds and and catching themselves when they're running one of those 
old stories that they're so unconsciously competent at running, they weren't, they weren't aware that they were running it. So absolutely, when they start owning that story, really cool things can start to happen. And you realize, as you were saying, wow, if I live a simple life and I don't need those things and being grateful for what I have, there's that level of fulfillment and satisfaction. I think people are hungry and are craving. You know, it's wild. I, I, um, we, we, we lived in Bali for a while and we came back and I was really sad to come back. I thought I made a big mistake coming back. And I talked to a friend uh, who's, who's pretty dialed in and he says, you know, don't be sad that you're not there anymore. Be happy that you had it. And you go, well, that's a twist. But that's what, exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you're just taking the same story and just giving it a flip and going, yeah. oh. Now, you also, you talk about the mind vitamins. Now, I, I, when I heard that, I just go, there's a product in here somewhere just dying to come out. You know, <laughs> the mind vitamins, the three C's. Uh, take us through what the mind vitamins are and how they can help us become healthier so we can avoid cancer and, and all these terrible illnesses. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yes, the mind vitamins, my supplement of choice. And you know what the best part is, Mark? Hmm. They're free. Not a, not if They're I get a, not if I get a hold of them because so, I'll be charging people for them. Okay, I'm sorry, so the, did I say that out loud? <laughs> so the uh, the first one uh, is uh, C is curiosity, and when we're in stress, we're usually in non-productive uh, emotions like frustrated, uh, anger, sadness, feeling hurt, just PO'd. Um, and so we're not being very resourceful. However, when you start to approach things with curiosity, so just like a little four-year-old would be running around and just curious with everything and how things work, when we come from that place and asking more questions, uh, we get a greater perspective. And as I always talk about, perspective is our, our greatest gift. And so now you can start coming up with different solutions. The second one uh, is about compassion. And compassion, which is what's interesting, is we have a deep biological need for compassion. So this isn't, again, wooey, new agey stuff. Uh, it goes way back. Uh, you know, that sense of we're all in this together, uh, the humanness, and more specifically, the compassion not only we share with one another and understanding we're, we're all in this together, it's how we speak to ourselves when no one's around you know, and making sure that that inner voice is kind, kind and supportive. Uh, I would, I would estimate that many of us are deficient in that mind vitamin. And then the third one is the circle of influence. So focusing on what is in your control and letting go of the things that are outside of your control, because most stress comes from focusing on the things that are outside of our control. I mean, some of us, when we commute to work, no matter how much you want to try and control the other drivers, <laughs> it's just not possible. Uh, and so to really focus uh, on what is in your circle of influence and really let go. And when you do that, instantly you'll come back into that, uh, that place of power and getting back in the driver's seat, basically, of your life. So those are the three C's. You know, I, I think about companies that put out mission statements and value statements and that are just like, they're just fuzz. Uh, but you think about these three, curious, compassion, and focusing on what you can influence. Um, wow, that's, they're actually real. I could actually see myself going, I could do this. I see this, and I see how it would improve my life. Could, and it would, it would create a company. It would put a filter on everything the company does that, that emanates sort of a pretty good vibe that would probably flow over into their product, into the way they communicate. 
I think I think it could work really really well. We go we gotta we gotta we gotta package that thing and sell it. I like that. It's <laughs> wonderful. No, it's a very very cool thing. Now to, to finish, you you talk to me about some exercises, and and you know we're all stressed out. We all wind ourselves up. Um, are there some things that we can do right now, right here, to just dial it down and, and reset our brains so that we're not as stressed out? Absolutely. And I'll, I'll walk you through them. And again, for the listeners, if you want to play along, so um, I'll walk you through the, the learner's mindset. Mm-hmm. So what I'll invite you to do, uh, Mark and others who are listening, is cast your eyes as if you're looking up right in between your eyebrows. Now, you can do this with your eyes closed. Um, and for those of you who are trying it for the first time, try it with your eyes open. So just go ahead and cast your eyes up as if you're looking right in between your eyebrows up to the ceiling. And just give me a little head nod to let me know you found a spot. Okay, I'm, I'm nodding here. Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. So continue to look at that same spot. Yeah. And you know what? It's okay if your eyes blink, things get blurry, your eyes water. Just is it, continue. Is it okay if we look kind of stupid? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the only one who sees you. <laughs> at least for now. Okay, so uh, continue to look at that same spot. Yeah. Now, what I'll invite you to do is notice what you can see in your side or peripheral vision. So while you continue to look at that same spot, just begin to observe and notice what you can see in your side vision. You might notice colors, objects stretching out and around and down while you continue to look at that same spot. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see the side of my office. I can see the walls on the side of it. Yeah, kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Okay. And now what I'll invite you to do is to come on back. Whoa. I just—it feels like you got a head rush, like you, um, uh, like you got out of bed too quick or something like that. It just gave you a sort of a woozy feeling, and then yeah. you just come back, and it just—it's funny because you know, it's—I went for a run this morning. You get sort of like a stiff back and sort of a headache, and that it just kind of all just went away. Yeah. It's really weird. How does that work? So how it works is uh, there's science behind this. And so, <laughs> I certainly hope so because you were just yeah. making fun of me. I think that's what you're doing. You're just having a laugh. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you were taking so. pictures of me, weren't you? <laughs> what it does is uh, oftentimes when our brains are going, uh, if you can imagine we have, well, we do, we have two hemispheres in our brain and there's electrical activity. And what that exercise does is it slows things down and almost acts like a reset button. Also, when you start looking into your or engaging your peripheral or side vision, now we start having that parasympathetic um, response. That's part of our autonomic nervous system. What that means is it just slows everything down. So shoulders that were tense and uh, really tensed up begin to relax, jaws that are clenched open. And people towards the end will start taking a nice big belly breath. And that's slowing everything down. Um, so the learner's mindset is also based on an ancient Hawaiian walking meditation called the Hakalau. And what happens, what I love about the learner's mindset is it really helps you dial in and focus. So I love using it for when I'm getting ready for a presentation. Uh, I need to really have my wits about me, maybe getting ready for a podcast <laughs> this morning. Um, <laughs> And what's great is, and I'll invite you to Mark, just to notice for a second, can you remember the last thing you were thinking about uh, before we started this exercise? Can you recall? Actually, no, (laughs) I can't. 
<laughs> no, uh, I, no. But I but I, I put that down to my increasing age and senility, so I'm not sure. I, but th- well, does that actually help? Really? Absolutely. So what happens? What happens is uh, for most people and listeners who are playing along, it might take you a while to go back to what you were thinking about, or for some you might forget. And so, why this exercise is also really great is it helps us break break the thinking pattern of being in stress mode. Because when mm. we're in stress mode, we're thinking about, well, we don't have an overwhelm and I'm tired and there's no money and we don't have the budget. How am I going to handle this? And it just interrupts that and allows you to have that space for your body to slow down and calm down or rest and digest and helps you to dial in and get, get focused. And it also helps interrupt a, a non-helpful thought track. So people can use it as often as they like. Uh, if you're ruminating at night, it's a great way to interrupt that pattern so you can go off to sleep. Yeah, hold on, let me interrupt. Uh, you know, uh, I've been in plenty of stressful situations. I'm an entrepreneur. I've started companies. I, I, you know, we always have the joke, uh, what time do you wake up? And the answer is usually around four o'clock screaming. Um, but we have this thing, it happens and, and you wake up at three. I always pray that I'm not going to wake up at three and the numbers are running through my head because you can't shut the numbers off. You're just rolling the numbers. Do you have enough money? Do you, where do you spend your money? And you can't shut it off. This might work for that. Absolutely. And the one thing, if I, if I can add something there is whenever you're wanting to, cause have you ever noticed when you wake up at four in the morning screaming and have mm. you ever had this dialogue where it's like, Oh, Mark, just stop it. I wish I could just stop. Yeah. 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 Thing, those yeah. Numbers. yeah. It's the, it's the, the angel and devil on the shoulder. That's totally what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you say, stop thinking, or I wish I could just stop or don't think about that. The more you think of it. it so when you think, yeah. So you have to replace the thought with a, with another thought. So, you know, again, another pattern interrupting technique to help break that cycle would to think about, well, what does a cat, if a cat were to meow like a lawnmower, I wonder what that sound would be like. That's, just you know what's pumps. really cool about that is that something, that's something that when we, um, when we work in advertising as creatives, as art directors and writers, one of the first things we learn is how to basically give your creative process a slap in the head because people just pursue a track too long and then you got to go you know what if it was an Eskimo what you know but it works absolutely just like eggplant Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) now I have no idea where this is going okay so we talk about the 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 staring uh, at the point between your forehead and then noticing the peripheral vision and then yeah. snapping back, it makes you kind of woozy, relaxes you, totally gives your brain a reset. You said there were three exercises, though. What are the other two? So the, the, the next one is a really easy one, uh, and that's just simply when you feel tense and, and, and stress, feeling tension and stress, is just to slowly take a really nice, slow, deep breath to the count of five. Just breathing in for the count of five or even four and just exhaling mm-hmm. and just focusing on, on breathing and doing that a couple times. And the more you become aware of your own stress cycle and you start interrupting it and starting to add in um, some other things to help slow things down, uh, the better. So you can help, but just sort of chill out a little bit when you start taking those nice, slow, deep breaths. You start engaging again that parasympathetic nervous system, which mm-hmm. is so important. And then the third one um, is uh, it's a big one, and it's so easy. This is one of the biggest ones people can do when it comes to stress is this, is to stop arguing with your reality. What does that mean? 
So what that means is, is most stress comes from arguing with what is. Mm -hmm. So again, if we use that analogy of spilt milk, many people will spend all their mental, precious mental and emotional energy in real estate, focusing on the challenges that are at hand and being creating stories all around them about being no time, no money, and too overwhelmed, etc. When you stop arguing with your reality and accept what is, then you get some space to start creating some solutions and taking action so you can keep moving forward. You know what's wild about that is that with each of these, the um, staring at the point in between your forehead, just the breathing, the uh, but uh, mostly the arguing with your reality. I see that, you know, uh, when brands want to differentiate themselves, they, they say, you know, we're the biggest this, the smallest that, the heaviest this, the lightest that, the sexiest this or that. And you go, imagine if you said, if you threw this into the people creating a new product saying, you know, what I want to do, I want to, I want to unlock people from this rats, uh, this hamster wheel of their reality and just get them out of that. Now, what would, what sort of a product would you invent? You go, wow, it's very liberating. You know, it, and, and, and it, it feels good. If you're doing something like that, you really feel like you're fighting for the good guys. Yeah. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing this stuff with us. I think it's very, very inspiring because it helps us get inside the, the mind of ourselves and more important, shows us uh, a bridge to a place where we could be a lot happier. And if, if there were smart brand people and smart marketing people out there that they could say, you know, how can we make brands align with people who want to break this nasty cycle that's just making us sick? What could we offer them? What's a service that we could provide? You know, how could we separate ourselves and how could we become a better company to enable people to do this? It's wonderful. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It was a great pleasure to see you again. Yeah. Now I want to get a hold of you. I'm dying to get a piece of this voodoo that you have. How do I get a hold of you? Uh, absolutely. Well, um, there's a couple of things. So uh, I, you can call 250-744-4770. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my, my direct line. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to email Sarah, S-A-R-A, at taylormakinghealth.ca. And that's T-A-I-L-O-R-M-A-K-I-N-G health, H-E-A-L-T-H dot C-A. Um, and for those of you who are interested, um, I do have a, a workshop coming up on May 4th and it's the upside of stress. So if you were interested in anything that we've done today, uh, it's, um, it's going to be at 6.30 May 4th at Victoria Wellness Professionals. And if you go to my website uh, to the event, so taylormakinghealth.ca, uh, you'll find find the link and information for that. So and You know what I see? You know what I see for you? I see sort of like daily affirmations, except actually useful ones, where it's, it, you know, to me, the staring at the third eye or the, the, the deep breath thing is something that if you package that in different ways, it could come up every day on my computer and just get me to relax at that really crappy time, 11 o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon, man, this it's wonderful stuff. See, and, that, and I appreciate that because I, that's what I love to share is those pragmatic, practical strategies people can do because the tiny tweaks to how you think when consistently applied, lead to extraordinary results. And our minds, like our bodies, respond to training. And so if we can start doing these simple things over time, it yields great results. Sarah Wegwitz, Uh, personal trainer for the mind. Anything else we say after this, we lose. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Okay. Bye.
to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you want to get a hold of me, drop me an email at mark, M-A-R-C, at markstoiber.com, M-A-R-C, 